Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Selk Podcast. In our Premier Division, we only had one game. It was a double header: Continental two, Traps and Spore UK three in game one, and Continental nil, Traps and Spore UK three in game two. In Division One, we just had one game only as well. It was our game of the week: Kadaris Town three, Peck and Spore Peck and nil. I actually predicted a five-one win for Kadaris Town. I thought it'd be very comfortable, and it looks like it was. Moving on into Division Two, North London Athletic one, Anatolians nil. In the game of the week, the doubleheader into Mill Hill 2, GTFA 3 in game 1 and in game 2. I actually predicted a 2-1 win in game 1 for GTFA and a 2-0 win in game 2. Um, a good two wins there for GTFA. A very spirited performance on paper from Inter Mill Hill against a team that has um, numerous places above them in the league. Moving on to Division 3. Where we also only had one game. It was our game of the week. Doubleheader AFC Muswell Hill and Stratford Arms sharing a pair of one-all draws. I actually went for a one-all draw in game one. But I thought Stratford Arms would be a bit more powerful in game two and actually win. But very good results for AFC Muswell Hill. They're improving immensely over the last few weeks. And um, they're going to provide a stern test for... uh, Teams like Stratford Arms, teams like Trent Parkin at Division 3. Moving on to Division 4 in the doubleheader. Barnet South sharing a pair of one-all draws with NLR. Brotherhood, Cozzy and Sopranos FC together also sharing a one-all draw. And in our game of the week, doubleheader. Whetstone Wanderers, Old Boys 6, Gower Phoenix 2 in Game 1. And Whetstone Wanderers 3, Gower Phoenix 1 in Game 2. I did go for a pair of 2-1 wins for Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys. Uh, On paper there, it looks like two very impressive wins for them. Moving on into Division 5, Real Menza 5, Armenian Youth Association 4. And in the doubleheader game of the week, Camden FC 1, Underdogs 2 in Game 1. And Camden FC 3, Underdogs 1 in Game 2. So I predicted a 1-all draw in Game 1 and the Underdogs actually winning in Game 2. Um... Camden FC playing very well there to get a 3-1 winning game too after obviously losing the first game. Moving on to Division 6, AFC Edmonton 2, Grange Park 2. And in our game of the week, doubleheader London Wednesday 1, AFC Oakwood Reserves 1 in game 1. And London Wednesday 2, AFC Oakwood Reserves 6 in game 2. Uh, I actually went for a pair a win for each side in that, so I was very surprised that AFC Oakwood Reserves, even though they're top of the league, would man manage to kind of power away in the second game against London Wednesday. Perhaps maybe because the first team didn't have a game, they were able to get a couple of players in, and obviously that may have showed in game two. In the Barnet Sunday Football League Premier Cup, Enfield United won, Shentry Athletic nil which books them a place in the semi-finals against AFC Rose. Barnet Sunday Football League Senior Challenge Cup, Uslot 4, Clerkenwell 2. That books them a place in the next round against AFC Rose. Um, in the London Junior Cup, 
the aforementioned AFC Rose 1, RCG Elite 1. We managed to sneak through 4-3 on penalties. Um, a game where we dominated large portion and um, we went behind in about the 50th minute and um, eventually broke the, broke the door down and uh, got the equaliser and managed to sneak through on penalties. So against uh, a very resolute, tough side. And uh, we go into the next round. In the London Sunday Challenge Cup, Gower All-Stars nil, M-Boys FC 4. Very professional performance from M-Boys. Um, BRB in the last round, looking very good. You know, got a lot of very good players and, and performers a team. You know, Sunday League is more than just having quality players. It's also performing as a unit. And M-Boys FC, they've only been around for a few months, you know, and they're already causing waves. In the Middlesex Sunday Premier Cup, Shire Athletic 4, Highgate Albion 1, and Takers 3, Chiswick Griffin Albion 2. In the Middlesex Sunday Junior Cup, Mill Hill Club to Football 2, Hendonians 1, and Roven Reporters 4, Borelli 5. In the Middlesex Sunday Intermediate Cup, Indian Gymkhana 2, Pro Panthers 3, and United House 1, Bedfont 2. In the Middlesex Sunday Junior Trophy, Arnest Rangers 3, Oak Hill 1, Barnet DFC 2, Trent Park 1, Hillingdon Abbots 1, Coney Hatch Athletic 1, that was 4-1 on pens to Hillingdon Abbots, and Highgate Albion 3rds 3, 3 Step FC 0. Moving on to the fixtures in the Premier Division, we have Gower All-Stars versus Continental, double headers between AC Finchley and Hornsey and Highgate, Highgate Albion and Trabzon Sport UK, and in the game of the week, finally, Rising Ballers versus Takers. I've actually gone for a one-all draw in game one, and I'll be taking a 2-1 win in game two, but that game is going to be very fascinating, and it's going to shape the division this year. Into Division 1, we have the Wrongans versus Peckin Sport Peckin, Kadaris Town versus Northumberland Park Rangers, and in my game of the week, oh, the first two are double headers, by the way. In my game of the week, this is a single header. AFC Oakwood versus Highgate Albion Reserves. Two teams towards the top of the table. They've drawn the previous two meetings. I'm going to go for a two-all draw there. Moving on into Division 2. GTFA versus Mill Hill Club to Football. And we've got double headers the rest of the way. AFC Rose versus Edmonton Lions. North London Athletic vs Grange Park, Shentry Athletic vs United House. Um, we've gone for the game of the week this week. Bottom of the table clash between Intermill Hill and Anatolians. Two contrasting styles. You've got the young Intermill Hill and you've got the vets of Anatolians. I've gone for a one-all draw in game one and I've gone for a 2-1 win for Intermill Hill in game two. Moving on into Division 3 where we've only got one game. Game of the week, AFC Muswell Hill looking to continue their good form against Arnest Rangers. I've gone for a 2-0 win in Game 1 and a 3-1 win in Game 2 for AFC Muswell Hill. Into Division 4, Gower Phoenix vs Joga Benito, Brotherhood Cozzy vs New Barnet, NLR vs Sopranos FC Together, Coney Hatch Athletic vs FC Cricklewood. And in my Game of the Week, 
Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys versus Barnet Salsa. This is going to be a very intriguing match. I've seen Barnet Salsa. They play some very good football. And Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys have been very good this season. I've gone for a 2-1 tight win for Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys. Moving on to Division 5 where we've got double headers all over the board. Armenian Youth Association versus North London Panthers. Clerkenwell versus North Atletico Seniors. Real Menza versus Gospel Oak Football Club. And in my game of the week, the Bandits versus Borelli. I've gone for a one-all draw in game one and a 2-1 win for the Bandits in game two. Moving on to Division 6 where we have North London Wanderers versus Oak Hill. Double headers between AFC Oakwood Reserves and Grange Park Reserves. Uzlot versus GTFA Seconds. Alexandra Knights versus Whetstone Wanderers Under 23s. And in my game of the week, London Wednesday versus AFC Edmonton. I've gone for a 3 1 winning game one for London Wednesday and a 2 1 winning game two for London Wednesday. Join us next week to review the uh, latest action from the Barnet League. Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League Roundup for Sunday the 18th of April. In League Cup Group A, El Valiente paved the way at the top of the group so far, but only on goal difference. But they were 5-0 winners yesterday with a victory over Flanders, their, their co-tenants at, um, at the Bobby Moore Pavilion in East Ham. Betis squad sit just behind them by four goals and they were 3-1 victors yesterday with a 3-1 win against London Mavericks who unfortunately sit bottom without a win so far in the group. So just the goal difference separating those two teams at the top. In Group B, the leaders are Repton Park, who have won both of their fixtures so far, and they followed up last week's success with another win this weekend, winning 4-0 against East Stars, who sit fifth in the group. Sitting second in the group, FC Baller were 4-1 winners in their first game of the group due to County Cup commitments, and they were victorious against Warren United uh, by four goals to one. As mentioned, Daniel Brock, Adibola Sotoyimbo, Kojo Apengting and Joseph Wright they were the scorers with Harry Agambar getting the goal back in consolation for Warren United. And the final game in the group saw Brook Athletic secure their first victory uh, in Group B and they moved third on the back of a 3-1 win against Culture Club. George Craddock scored twice and Samia Lee scored the other as they kept their hopes of uh, progressing in the mix. In Group C... The top of the group side are Gantz Hill and what a game they were involved in yesterday as they picked up their first win in the group against Barkin and Dagenham Wanderers. The game, they were pegged back to 2-2 with a, a few minutes to go but a, a late penalty saw Gantz Hill to a 3-2 victory on the day and they lay top just by goals, goals scored at the moment. Central Colts are the side who are just behind Gantz Hill who after that draw in the first game against Gantz Hill uh, Central Colts have gone on to win 1-0 uh, in the weekend's fixtures against Panda. That victory sees them sitting on four points, second in the group, uh, as, as I say, just on goal scored. The other result in the group was a win for Barking Riverside in the, one of the Barking derbies in this group, and they were 2-0 victors against Barking, and that saw them win their first game in the group as they moved up to fifth place. The goal scorers in that game, Terence D'Souza and Anselm Obi giving them the, the, the victory. We move on to Group D now, where the leaders are Hornchurch Oakmont. and they But they were pegged back at the weekend, uh, but they still sit top. Uh, they drew 2-2 with Valentine United. 
Martin Swanwick and Tom Gibson scored the goals for Oak, but goals from for Valentine's from Ben Bickford and Jay Dow, they were enough to make sure the sides drew 2-2. And it's Valentine's sitting second in the group also. The team sitting in fourth place are Faden, as they picked up their first win from their first game. They were, they were up against FC Galaxy over at Henderson's, and they were 1-0 winners on the day, Faden, as they carried on their good form from the season. And the final game in the group saw Roos take on AC Milano over in Hainault, where a goal from Bill Cox Jr. and Jack McQueen were the, the difference between the two teams as Roos won 2-1. Into Group E now. And the side at the top of the group are Chinkfle Athletic A, as they made it two wins from two from their opening games so far. They added to that with an excellent victory against one of their big rivals, Thames Ironworks Community, in a 3-0 scoreline. That was first versus second as well. FC Mexico A made it made their first victory of the group as they took on struggling Corona Redbridge uh, over in Hainault. Jaroslaw Zlukšić scored for Corona Redbridge, but that his efforts weren't enough as the Mexicans took a 2-1 win on the day. We move into Group F now, where Eastbrook United, a side who have had an excellent excellent first season with the league. They're top of the group with two wins from two, and that was added to by a 4-0 win at the weekend as they beat Alpha over at Barking Park. Callum Harris, Jade Abraham, Kiva King and Liam Brown were the scorers to give their side the victory. And the other result from Group F was a draw between Frenford and FC Mexico B, two sides who have started quite solidly in the competition. Now, that was a 2-2 draw in the end, with Frenford moving up to third place, that being their second draw in the group, and Mexico into fourth. Both sides still in contention, but will need to start picking up the wins uh, as they progress in the group. Down into Group G now. Total Football have been scoring for fun recently, and it was a 13-0 victory for them against the uh, group strugglers, Jaffna. Niall Painter uh, scored four of the goals. There were braces from Chris Atkinson, Rowan Nija and Carl Parsons with Manu Babuta and Aaron Dadsey scoring the others in a fairly one-sided victory. But on uh, just behind them, on mere goal difference, are Fade and Green, another side who'd like to score goals and they were 7-2 victors against Ainsley who had a big win themselves on the first weekend in fact. Now, Calum Gow scored two for Ainsley but a four-goal performance from Ben Brooks and two goals from Noah Friend saw Faden Green win 7-2. And in the final game of the group, it was another uh, game between two informed sides. Upshire Forest versus Cobra. I say informed. Well, they were certainly informed when the season was still in, in play back in December. But the two sides couldn't, couldn't separate themselves. It ended 1-1 as Jordan Riches scored for Cobra to take a share of the spoils. In Group H, Leightonstone Athletic have made an excellent start to their cup campaign and they were narrow winners against United Amateurs on Sunday. That was first versus second in the group uh, with Alfie Bangs scoring for United Amateurs but Harry Burton and Ben Jones both got on, on the score sheet for Leightonstone Athletic to give them the win. Also in that group, Royal, Af Royal Athletic, sorry, Romford Athletic Dons were big winners against Titans United. Uh, as they, they bounced back from their opening defeat to secure a 4-1 win in Hainault. That moved Romford Athletic Dons up to fourth and on level on points with their opponents. And the final game in the group was a victory for Young Royals. I'm sure it's a, a well-received victory in their camp as they won 3-2 
against Ching for Athletic Reserves. Uh, that, that result saw Young Royals secure their first victory, I think of the entire season, in fact. And that saw them remain in contention, sitting in fifth place, but amongst a group of four on the same number of points. Now, down into Group I, the leaders are Royal Lions, who are really running away with this one with their goal-scoring capabilities. And they were 7-1 winners against Dagenham Rangers at the weekend. There were lots and lots of goal scorers. David Oladudi, Makan Fafana, Ruben Papula, Charlie Burns, Randy Adele, Darren Smith-Wellington and Olatunja Oshodi-Glover were all on the score sheet as they were victorious and go top of the group. Just behind them are Custom House Community. They sit second in the group amongst a group of three clubs all on three points. But they, they were 4-2 winners uh, to, to set up that situation as they took on Stowe Rovers on Sunday. Taiwo Oshinyemi scored twice for Stowe, but their efforts not quite enough as Custom House picked up the victory in Beckton. And the final game saw Valence United move back in contention with a 5-2 win on Sunday against Sing Sababarkin over in Dagenham. Ro Ro Rowan Newland scored a hat-trick for his side. He scored a fair few this season already. And Jordan Cook also scored twice as their side picked up a 5-2 win. Now into Group J. And it's been an excellent start to the campaign for Colbert Royals Vets. Who, despite their struggles in the league, have started with two wins from two. Adding to their victory the first time out with another win, a 3-1 victory against Epping Royals. Louis Brownlee had scored for Epping Royals, but his goal not quite enough as Colbrook Royals Vets took a two-point lead into the top of the group. Sitting second in that group are East Hilbury Town. They were victorious in the first week, but had to settle for a share of the spoils with Byron Redstar on Sunday in a 2-2 draw. Derek Carver and Danny Crandall were the town scorers, with Alfie King and James Fawn both on target for Byron. And the final game in the group saw Barking Reserves make a trip to Ping City Phoenixes. And they returned with all three points and a move up to third in the standings as Andre Delito, Samuel Ormadek and Nicholas Bahati all scored the goals for Barking Reserves to make sure that they stay in contention at the top end of the group. And looking down into Group K, the final group of our competition this season, we see a fix, We see Royal Lions reserves also topping their group as their first team do, and they had a mirror image of the first team's result with a 7-1 win against Epping Forest Falcons. Now that win saw them move uh, top of the group on goal difference alone, with Epping Forest still chasing their first points. Sitting in second, and the the other team with a maximum points tally so far, Atletico City were 4-1 winners on Sunday as they took on Thames Ironworks Community Reserves. Asaya Green scored for Thames, but two Sonny Cambo goals, along with He-Man Gopinoff and Brandon Simmons, they both scored the goals to give Atletico a 4-1 win. And the final game in the group saw Woodford Green secure a first win of the competition as they returned victorious from their trip to Walthamstow to take on Mansfield Rangers. Jake Maxson scored for Rangers, but Frank Witcher was again on the score sheet after a hat-trick the first week, as the centre-half uh, earned them a win uh, for Green, with winning 2-1, seeing them up to third place in the table. Lots to play for next weekend, as many of the groups hit their pivotal point, with teams starting to move clear, or starting to move out of the, the silverware chase. 
Thank you for listening to this Corinthian League Roundup. For more information, visit our website, www.escfl.co.uk, where you'll find fixtures, results, reports, and the league standings. See you next time. Hello and welcome to the Essex Sunday Football Combination. This is the rundown of results and forthcoming fixtures for the 18th and 25th of April. First of all, in the Senior Division. Global nil, Barkingside nil. A highly anticipated encounter which pits the reigning champs at home to their oldest foes, but it transformed into a tactical masterclass from both teams that ultimately cancelled each other out. Chances were at a premium, but the keepers and defences were resolute. This result, though, keeps both in the hunt for the title. Newbury Forest nil, we are United, one. Tommy Jackson scored the all-important winner for we are United as they stride up the table with purpose. In a tensely close-fought fixture, a swift counter-attack was superbly finished off to gain the points. Fixtures for the coming week, uh, 25th of April, are as follows. J.K. Silvertown against Newbury Forest. A very big chance for the home team to climb to the summit of the division if they beat the challenge of Newbury Forest. The visitors will be looking to restore some belief after a narrow loss last week, and this will be another opportunity to dent the hopes of a title contender. We United will play global. One of the most intriguing games of the day as the irrepressible force that Ross is building sees that challenge go up against one of the best teams around. A result that many will be looking out for. I expect this one to go the whole way with the winner climbing into the bronze medal position at the very least. Division 1. Results. Flamengo nil, Southfield for Catholics 2 and Southfield for Catholics 3 Flamengo won. A double banker which saw a struggling Flamengo fail to get to grips with a rampant Catholic side in both contests. Brendan O'Farrell and Lewis Stevens grabbed the goals in game one. In the second game, Nick Newell, Lewis Rice and William Levis scored to wrap up six devastating points on a fruitful journey to the Douglas Air Centre. Hilford won, Debden Sports nil. This wonderful start by Hilford was severely tested by a Debden side still reading from the thumping they got in a cup final to the same opposition last October. Once again though, the impressive defence held firm for Hilford, who are now in danger of going the whole season unbeaten and wondering who will score next against them. Loxford Lions 3, Newbury Forest Reserves 6. Loxford missed a glorious opportunity to cement second place as they were torn apart by a rampant Newbury Forest reserve side. Despite a couple of goals by Chris Anelli and one from Miles Nelson, it just wasn't enough as they failed to match the clinical and devastating finishing from the visitors. The fixtures in Division 1 for this coming weekend are BSL against Hilford. BSL hope to return to their early season form and throw a spanner in the wheels of a very impressive Hilford side. Will it be six wins from six for the visitors or will BSL rise to the occasion and find their mojo? Debden Sports Club 
against Loxford in a double header. A big six-pointer for two clubs hoping to sweep the last week behind them and restore their promotion campaigns. Without a doubt, both clubs have passion flowing down from the very top and they do respond to their leadership in a very positive way. And this will be a key element in Debden this weekend. Newbury Forest reserves against Flamenco in a double header. From absolutely nowhere, Forest have come flying up on the rails and playing with a style which has seen them put others to the sword. Now they come up against the struggling Flamenco who have laboured back into action following lockdown. Whether they can raise themselves to the levels everyone knows they can achieve is anyone's guess. But if both sides play to their potential, then this will be a very interesting double banker indeed. And finally, Division 2. Belfry Reserves 2, Hainault 1. And Hainault 2, Belfry Reserves 0. Honours even from a keenly fought doubleheader at the Power League this week. Parrish Williams was able to get on the score sheet for Hainault in Game 1, but his efforts went unrewarded as Belfry earned the first of the three points with a great performance. In Game 2, Hainault turned the tables in breast to grab the spoils, once again through Williams and another from Luke Sutcliffe. Both managers paid tribute to the opposition and admitted it was fair day all round. Essex Miners nil, something from nothing, three. A clash of the top two brought the expected qualities in such an encounter, but SFN grabbed all the headlines and narrowed the gap to two points with a couple of games in hand. Elisha, Bollerin Moira, Oscar Walton and sub Jonathan Van Dyck at the death sent the visitors into a frenzy. Horsonwell 3, Barking Colts 1. The home team now stand alone in third place, looking very handy indeed, seeing off the challenge of a much improved Colts side who grabbed a precious goal through Gavin Brooks. Horsonwell were made to work right to the end though and welcomed the three points at the final whistle. The fixtures for this coming weekend. Belfry versus Shearforce in a double header. Considering the other fixtures today, Belfry have a chance to march into third place. They will be up against a determined Shearforce team who have not had the best of luck in this fragmented season. Cardinals Athletic against Barking Colts in another double header. With six points at stake in yet another weekend where we're trying to cap on, catch up on the fixtures, this is a chance for both teams to climb away from the wooden spoon spot. Both have suffered in their last outings and are keen to put a W back on the board. Horsonwell versus Essex Miners. Another top game here in Division 2 as third faces top. Recent form sees Horse claim three wins in the last four outings, while EMH have fallen twice in the last three. For the first time, the visitors may be feeling the pressure of leading the way. And in the last game of the weekend, SFN will play Hainal Athletic. Between these two sides, they have nine wins in their last ten games. SFN are on a magnificent roll, but a vastly experienced Hainal visit and hope to derail that train. Finally, best wishes to all competing grassroots team this coming weekend. Be the best that you can be and show the world what our magnificent game means to us all. It is the greatest game in the world. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. 
the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Hearts Advertiser Sunday League section of the Selk podcast. Um, yep, uh, Sharp here. I'm just going to run through the results from the weekend just gone. Look at the fixtures, look at our Super 6 and just give any updates from the league. Uh, so I'll start off then uh, straight into it with the Premier Division. Um, we have Brookman's Part 1, Beehive 3, Plough and Harrow 1, Phoenix 2 and Six Bells 2, AFC London Road 1. In Division 1, BWSC 2, Blacksmiths 4, Harpen and Colt Old Boys 4, Verulam Old Boys 1, and Snug Bar Nil, Bournemouth Rovers 3. In Division 2, Pinewood 3, Wheat Hampstead 89 nil, Oaks nil, Welling Warriors 5, AFC Mims 2, St George's nil, New Greens nil, Little Heath 6, and Player Packs 2. Harpen and Colt Old Boy Reserves, nil. In Division 3, Mermaid 3, Hansbury's 2. Um, Phoenix against the Beehive Reserves, an away win was awarded. Um, TNF, nil. Forza Watford, 2. Wishing Well, 1. Bournemouth Raiders, 3. And Wheat Hampstead Wanderers, nil. Royston Rangers, 1. And finally, in Division 4, Phoenix A, 3. Brookman's Park Reserves, nil. Marshallswick Rovers 2, Welling Warriors Reserves 5, Royston Rangers Reserves 1, The Wrestlers 2, St Albans Warriors against uh, Hatfield Seniors, an away win was awarded, and Hatfield Mosquito 6, Welling Pegasus 2. So this week's fixtures, there is actually a midweek game in the Prem this week. Uh, local rivals Skewbridge and Plough and Harrow uh, face off against each other midweek. Uh, we'll do the result for that on the on next week's show. Uh, also this weekend um, from the Premier Division, um, we have a full fixture list. Uh, Brookmans Park take on AFC London Road. Hilltop face Six Bells. Phoenix against AFC Rangers. Skewbridge against Blackbury Jacks and the Beehive against Plough and Harrow. In Division 1, we have four fixtures here. BWSC against Harpen and Cole Old Boys. FC Welling against AFC London Road Reserves. Hearts Lions against Snug Bar. Verulam Old Boys against Hilltop Reserves. In Division 2, AFC Mims uh, face Oaks. Harpen and Cole Old Boy Reserves against Wheat Hampstead 89. New Greens face Pinewood. Player Packs against St George's, which is a double header. And Little Heath against Welling Warriors. In Division 3, league leaders Forza Watford face Phoenix Reserves. The Beehive Reserves take on Hansbury's. The Wishing Well face Royston Rangers. Wheat Hampstead Wanderers face Bournemouth Raiders. And second place Mermaid face TNF. And finally, in Division 4, Brookman's Park Reserves take on Royston Rangers. Hatfield Mosquitoes face Marshallswick Rovers. Hatfield Seniors face the Wrestlers. That's the top two in that division facing off. Welling Pegasus take on Phoenix A. And the Welling Warriors Reserves face St Albans Warriors in a double header. So moving on to the Hearts Advertiser Super 6. Uh, starting with last week. And yep, yeah, I don't believe it. I've actually not lost. Um, I didn't win. Uh, me and Swanee actually drew. We both got the same amount of results right. 
Um, credit where credit's due to Swanee. Um, he uh, he picked out different results to, to what I did, I believe. Both of us horribly wrong with the Division 4 prediction, both going for Brookman's Park Reserves comfortably and, and they lost 3-0 to Phoenix A. So shout out to Phoenix A there for uh, uh, ripping up the form book, I, sp- uh, I suppose. Um, this week, uh, I will be uh, going up against uh, Jordan and Lucas Fergood from FC Welling. Now, being quite honest, they've beat us twice already this year, so they're probably looking for a hat-trick. I'm just going to try and uh, save some uh, blacksmith's face and uh, and hopefully not lose this one. But look, I, I actually got a correct result last week as well, so maybe you should say that I beat Swanee. But anyway, here's what it is. Um, so look, I'm going to run through my predictions. I'll pass you over to um, to Jordan, who's, who's doing his and Lucas's uh, predictions too. So this week in the Prem, we've got Phoenix against AFC Rangers. Uh, they played each other a couple of weeks back. Cracking game, uh, goal of the season contender from Nathan Singh in that one. Uh, a couple of other really good goals as well. Um, Phoenix, brilliant win last week. Uh, picking up a 2-1 away win at Plough and Harrow. I-, I think it'll be close this one. It's Phoenix got home advantage this time, but I think it'll be a draw. I'm going to go for 2-2. Uh, in Division 1, we've got two fixtures. First off, uh, the side at the bottom of the table, Verulam uh, Old Boys against Hilltop Reserves. We played both of these guys. Verulam, uh, we've got a play still. Um, uh, the second time round, we played them the first game. Uh, I know that they're much improved since then. I've seen it with their results and speaking to other people in the league. Um, we played a double header against Hilltop Reserves the other week. Really tough game. Very physical side. Um, all sides from Hatfield are. And um, yeah, they're, they're a good side as well. Don't don't just think they're physical. They've got some good quality in the, in the Hilltop side. And they made it really hard for us. We, we had to really earn those six points. So um, if they turn up, I think they're going to win this one. I think there'll be goals in it as well. Both teams score. Both, both teams do, do concede as well. So I'm going to go for 4-2 to Hilltop Reserves. Um, next game, BWSC against Harpen and Colt Old Boys. Um, two of our last three opponents. Um, we comfortably beat Harpen and Cole Old Boys. Uh, I don't think they was at their best though because they were our closest challengers last year. I'm sure they had a bit more uh, in the tank. We played really well in that one. Uh, BWSC, we played them this weekend, just gone. Now, usually, I think based on the results and how things have been going, I might have gone for a draw for this one. However, um, I know that Andy, I know Andy really well. He's now no longer the manager of BWSC. Uh, and Dan, Dan Taylor, or Fonz as they call him, has come in um, mid-season to try and save face after a, a, a string of poor results. I think he's going to get a, a win in his first game. They're at home on the lovely surface that's Foxcroft. Um, and I'm going for a 3-1 win for BWSC. Division two is really hotting up. Little Heath beating player packs um, really gave the chasing pack a bit of hope the other week. Uh, player packs obviously bouncing back really well this week um, with a 2 0 win um, to stay on top. But Little Heath well in the mix as well. Um, and Welling Warriors in third. If they win this, they're right up there as well. They're, they're four points off Little Heath at the moment, I think. Um, so a win here will be huge for them. Uh, both sides had a really good result. Both high-scoring games, 5-0 and 6-0 respectively last week. I think this is going to be a great game. Um, if, I, if I can, I, I, my team haven't got a game this week. I'd love to get down. This would be the one I think I'd go and watch. Uh, two good sides. I know I know Rich, who is one of the guys who runs Little Heath really well. I used to work with him. And Alan obviously runs well in Warriors. Uh, he manages the reserve size. He runs them as a club. Two really well-run clubs as well. Um, little Heath, just a little shout-out to them. They're running the tournament uh, in the summer. I believe it's in June. They've got a few spaces left, but they're going fast. So if you want to get involved, then uh, then g- give the guys a shout on Twitter. Um, unfortunately for this one, Rich, I'm going for Welling Warriors. Uh, I think that they've hit a good run of form at the right time. And I think they're going to win 
this one. Edge it 3-2. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close score the other way. Two really good teams. Uh, Division 3, we've got the Beehive Reserves against Hansbury's. Um, league table uh, shows that Beehive Reserves are, are, are towards the top. Hansbury's closer to the bottom. However, I know Hansbury's. I played against them a couple of years ago when, when my team, not my club, but my team that I was running at the time, started uh, first started off in Division 3. Couldn't have got two tougher games against the Hansbury's boys. And they're not much changed since then, I don't think. Um, really tough side. They, they've just played against the Mermaid this weekend, who are title challengers, and they've only just lost 3-2. They're a good side. I don't think the league position does them justice. Um, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw here. I think it'll be a really close game. And then finally, the top two in Division 4 face-off, seniors against the wrestlers. Um, it's going to be a cracking game. Uh a lot may depend uh, if, if if the wrestlers start forward, who I know is uh, running their reserve size next year, Ashley Kingston. I know if he's playing, it'll be a bit. It might be a different game. It'll be close because the wrestlers are a very solid outfit. They don't concede many goals. However, Hatfield seniors are on absolute fire this year. I said it at the start. Quote me on that. One thing I did get right: they will win the league, and I still think they will. I think they'll win it without losing a game, and I think they'll win this one two nil. Um, as I said, pass you over now to uh, Jordan, who's going to run through his um, his predictions uh, as we go head to head. Thanks for having us on, Sharpie. It's, uh, it's JT here. I help run and manage FC Welling in Division One, along with my twin brother Lucas. So uh, here are our predictions for this Sunday's Hearts Ad League Super 6. So we'll start with the Phoenix versus AFC Rangers in the uh, Premier Division. Uh, both currently sat mid-table. I, I know they've recently played each other. Uh, AFC Rangers winning 3-1. Uh, Phoenix are at home this time, so I think it could be a tighter affair. Uh, however, we are still backing AFC Rangers to win 2-1 uh, on this one. Next up, Vera Lamol boys versus Hilltop Reserves in uh, in our division, Division 1. Tough one to call for us, this one. Um, they're both sitting near the bottom of the league. Um, we've played Verulam twice this season so far. Uh, although we did win them both, they, um, they're they definitely a much better team than the table shows. They're a great bunch of lads down there. Um, Hilltop Reserves, they're our local rivals. We know a lot about them. On paper, if they turn up, they should win this one. However, we are going to go for a 2-2 draw. Uh, next up, again in Division 1, is BWSC versus Harpenden Colts Old Boys. Uh, BWSC score a lot of goals. They're high scorers. Um, and Harpenden, they, they struggle to score. So based on that and recent form, BWSC look like massive favourites for this one. So we're going to go for a 4-1 home win. Next up, Little Heath versus William Warriors in Division 2. This could be a tough one. Um, we know they're both fighting for promotion uh, up into Division 1 this season. Uh, Little Heath are lying in second at the moment with William Warriors four points behind in fourth. Little Heath, um, again, like BWSC, they score a lot of goals. Um, they've got the best goal difference in the league. Uh, with them being at home, we can't really see past them, so we're going to go for a 3-1 Lil Heath win. Next up, the Beehive Reserves versus Hanburys in Division 3. Seems on uh, on paper probably the easiest prediction out of the six. Um, I know both sides are uh, either side of the table. Um, they're yet to play each other in the league this season. So uh, we're going to go for a comfortable 3-0 home win. 
Uh, and last up, we've got Hatfield Seniors versus the Wrestlers in Division 4. Uh, this is a massive, massive game in the in the division. It's first versus second. Um, both, again, high-scoring teams. I think the Wrestlers are top goal scorers in the league so far. Got 61 goals in 13 games. Um, tough one to call. However, Hatfield Seniors are yet to drop any points. Um, I know they've won 13 uh, sorry, won 12 games, so we are backing them to win their um, their 13th game in a row and to keep their 100% streak going uh, with a 4-2 win. Thanks again, Sharpie. Good luck, mate. Cheers, Jordan and Lucas there from FC Welling. Um, fingers crossed I can beat these guys in the, in the head-to-head to finally pick up a win against FC Welling this season. That'd be great. Um, thank you all for listening. Not much else to report from the league. Uh, league games are going well. Uh, fixtures up on the website, some into June. Um, no word on any cup competitions as of yet, but I'm sure next month when we've got uh, one of our uh, league meetings, we'll find out a bit more if there is a possibility of running a cup comp, which I know some teams will be very grateful for to continue playing until the end of June. Um, league fixtures for some will be up in May, I think. Um, so that is a, potentially a possibility. I know it's been thrown about. Um, bit of bad news, not from the league, but from the... For, from the FA, unfortunately, next year they're only running two county cup competitions. Uh, the intermediate cup isn't running next year. It's going to be, depending on your division, you'll go into either the senior or the junior. Um, bit of a shame, but look, it is what it is. There's not a lot we can do about it. We're just all glad to be back playing football. Thanks for listening, and we will catch up with you again next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hello, I'm Ian and welcome to the Maidstone and Mid-Kent section of the CELT podcast. I'm back and I have all the news, views and information from around the league, along with the results and fixtures as part of the weekly show. It's week nine in a part suspended season which saw every team in the league play again and there were some great matches. I'll be bringing you a full roundup of the scores and match reports as part of the results show. But first, let's catch up with the league stories. The sad news broke last week that long-serving committee member Ted Towner passed away in hospital aged 82. It's been a real shock to the family and at this moment they've asked that no visitors attend the home and no phone calls are made to either home phone or Ted's mobile. Ted was very well known in the football community in Kent, a former referee and an old money and an assessor who went on to offer his administration services to the Old Maidstone and District League. He served in many roles on that league, often picking up vacant position when another committee member suddenly left. And he spent many seasons organising the fixtures, has been a league secretary, chairman and president as well as treasurer. Ted moved across to the Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday League as he loved local football. And whilst within the league, he took up the role of fixer secretary, a position he held until his health recently deteriorated. Ted will be remembered for many reasons. His great efforts are trying to keep up with technology and his laptop. His love of greyhounds, which he had great success with at the track. His knowledge of how to get from A to B without even drawing breath. We all now have devices that tell us where to go, but Ted knew that all off the top of his head as he was a former lorry driver. I'm sure everyone will have lots of other memories of Ted and whatever they are, please remember him and keep his family in your thoughts. From me and everyone in the league, we hope you rest in peace, Ted. League clubs held a minute silence or applause as a mark of respect before games at the weekend. And with two big losses in such a short space of time, we really do hope we're not doing this again soon. In response to the sad passing of Mick Filmer in February and Ted Towner this month, the league will be holding a charity game in the summer to raise funds for some of the great causes close to Mick and Ted's hearts. 
The game will be held at the Gallagher Stadium on Sunday the 18th of July with a 2pm kickoff. There will be a league team featuring on the day made up of players from all the different clubs that are part of the Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday Football League. And I've been given the great honour by the league of managing that side. So, having been given that privilege, I'd like to open it up to all clubs to nominate a player from their team to be part of the league side who will play on that day. And I'm not just looking for any player. I'd really like that special someone from each club who's unique and the reason for your nomination. It could be they're the first one putting the nets or flags out each week, or they're the last one to leave after tidying everything up. They may be a long-serving player who's played X amount of games or for so many years at your club, and they may have even known Mick or Ted over the years. It may be the gaffer. There are lots of player managers out there who do an amazing job each week, and it's your way to thank them. It could be the team washer who sorts out the kits that are chucked at them and brings them back clean and organised again. Or someone who's gone above and beyond in the community at your club recently. Whatever the reason, I'd love to hear about it from players or clubs. However you decide to do that, put your thinking caps on and I'll be contacting you soon with every club from the league for their nomination to be part of what will be a very memorable day. As always, the ground will be open to supporters, so we'd love to see everyone at the game, remembering two great league legends, supporting the charities that will have been chosen for the day and cheering your club hero on representing your team on that day. We'll have more info about how to nominate and the ticketing over the coming weeks, so stay tuned for that. That's it for league news. Remember, for any other news, questions or queries, you know the drill. Email info at whitehorsefootballclub.co.uk, Twitter at white underscore horse underscore FC, Instagram at white.horse.fc. Remember, you can also contact the show via the Made to Zone Weekend website. Just head over to the Selk podcast section where you can post your news or match reports and they come straight to me in the studio. So let's get down to business and have a look at the results from the weekend. In the Express Auto Centre Premiership, East Malling made it five wins from five with a convincing win as they travel to Ellsford. Goals from Lee Delph, Samuel Hassler, Connor Parks and Kane Smith did the damage. Fishman's Arms lost 6-2 to Barming Colts at home. Brett Ince with four in that game and Josh Brown Brace for the Colts. Paul Atkins and Liam White with the goals for the Fish. K-Sports Express beat Gold Stars 3-1 at home. Ryan Sawyer, Aaron Shade and an own goal for K-Sports. Jacob Hearn with a goal for Gold Stars. Marden Miners drew tall with Park Royal at home. Rory Head and an own goal for Marden. Mackenzie Gardner with a brace for Royal. In Division 1, Eastmoreland Reserves drew 1-0 with Leybourne. Dan Packman for Mauling, Baldy Maha for Leybourne. In Victor Rangers lost 3-1 at home to Rubicon Limerick. Rubicon going 3-0 up. Two goals from Jack Pearce in the first half and Luke Saunders adding another in the second. Steve Bennett scored a late consolation for Rangers. Larkfield beat Sutton Valence 3-0 at home. Sean Elkington, Shane Hadaway and Jack Stansell with a goal for Larkfield. Whitehorse lost their unbeaten record losing to Langley 3-1 at home. The Breadmen looked good for extending their run. Joe Borman smashing the ball home after a close range effort was saved following a good opening spell for the home team. Whitehorse had other opportunities to extend that lead in the first half. Liam Stone unable to find the back of the net after cutting in on the angle, and Tom Woolen missing a simple header into an open net. That would prove costly. The Bredman switched off just before the break. Josh Elms had too much space and played the ball over to Tommy Stamp, who beat the defender and slotted home to make it 1-0 at half-time. Whitehorse then struggled to create anything of note in the second half, and Langley showed more desire for the points. Gary Goodale found Tommy Stamp, who played a defence-splitting ball between the centre-halves, and Josh Elms finished neatly with his left foot into the top corner. 
As Whitehorse pushed to get back in the game, they went down to 10 men when Craig Lawrence was put in the sin bin and the game was then sealed when Langley took full advantage of the extra man. Tommy Stamp pulled the ball back to Andy Thomas, whose effort was blocked on the line, and the ball fell kindly to Randall Halloway, who made no mistake to make it 3-1. A strong performance from Langley, who showed that they shouldn't be underestimated in the league. In Division 2, Barming Blues made light work of Maidstone Tempest away from home. Harry Orchard and Adam Balcombe with braces as well as goals from Jake Bennett, Kane Vans and Luke Hoggart for Blues. No score, goal scorer recorded for Tempest, so I'm unable to give you that. Minter lost 3-1 at home to AFC Phoenix. Casey Bridge with two goals as well as a Jamie Fruin effort. Lloyd Standing for Minter. Park Royal Reserves drew 0-0 with Aylesford Reserves. Aylesford lose their 100% start to the season. Vinters put 12 past Whitehorse Jaguars in a day the Jaguars will want to forget. Hat-tricks for Thomas Budd, Tom Shawcross, as well as efforts for Daniel Room, Scott Prudence, Graham Noakes, Harry Harding, Daniel Barton and Andrew Driver. In Division 3, Invicta Sunday lost 2-1 at home to Cox Heath. Kyle Gurr and Jamie Tree with the goals for Cox Heath. William Cove with a late effort for Invicta Sunday as they pushed to get something from the game. Kent Sands lost 3-1 at home to Crosskeys. A good first half from Sands as they dominated possession but failed to take their chances, which meant the sides went 0-0 at the break. Crosskeys took advantage of a searching ball second half, neatly lobbed over the keeper to make it 1-0 on 55. The game stayed that way until late on when a great solo run from Crosskeys player beat the back line for pace and slotted in at the near post. And it was soon three as Sands pushed to get something from the game. Bradley Ring, Jack Wyatt and Joel Latter with the goals for Crosskeys in that match. Captain Adam Welsh with a goal for Sands late on. His second in as many games as he scored in honour of his daughter Paige who sadly passed away six years ago. Labelled Chase lost 3-0 at home to Snodland. Ben Twist with a brace along with a Mark Brazier effort for Snodland. And finally, Walnut Wanderers against Labelled Angels was postponed by Walnut. The outcome of that match will be decided by the disciplinary panel. A great set of games there, uh, not so many match reports, so remember if you're part of a game and you'd like to send something in, we'd love to hear from you. It's important we hear from you guys as you make the show. It's not quite another week of full fixtures, 14 from a possible 16 across all divisions. Here's what's scheduled in this Sunday. East Morning take on Barming Colts, Gold Stars host Fisherman's Arms, Park Royal welcome K-Sports Express. In Division 1, Langley take on Larkfield and Newhithe, Laybourne play Sutton Valence, Rubicon Limerick host East Morning Reserves and Whitehorse take on Invicta Rangers. In Division 2, Barming Blues take on Ellsford Reserves, Tempests host Park Royal Reserves, Jaguars welcome Minter. And in Division 3, Coxheath and Farley take on Laybourne Chase, Crosskeys host Laybourne Angels, Snodland Town welcome Kent Sands United and Walnut Wanderers take on Invicta Sunday. That's unfortunately all we've got time for this week. Thanks to Langley, Whitehorse and Kent Sands for all getting in touch with the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with all the news, views and results. Until then, remember, it's always more than just football. In the North Kent Sunday League on the 18th of April, Division 1 leaders Swanscombe Tigers won again this week with a 4-1 win over Marley Royals with Jimmy Dyke, Unal Coxall, Wilf Brahimi and Ben Bedden all finding the net. Valley Rovers recorded a good 3-0 win over Slade Green Railway with Marcus Hedden scoring a brace and Carl Vickery getting the other. 
Dartford Eagles fell to a narrow 2-1 loss to New Ash Green, while Hive Titans took the spoils with a 4-0 win against South Durham. In Division 2, Steve Plum and Ethan Baines both scored for Cobham in a 2-all draw with Swanscombe Tigers reserves. However, the Tigers won the return fixture by three goals to nil. T. White scored twice for Black Lion Hartley in their 4-1 win over the Old Leather Bottle. F. Hughes and M. Downey adding the others for Black Lion. Rising Eagles got their first league win of the season with a 2-0 win at Sean Hyam. And AFC Rocheville won an exciting game at Springhead Park, running out winners by seven goals to four. In Division 3, Bobby Bandow scored twice for Guru Nanak, with Sam Bignall also finding the net in a 3-0 win over Phoenix Sports. Gravesend United overcame Halls Athletic by four goals to one, while Taverners and Welling Park played out an entertaining 0-0 draw. Lee Swaziland fired in a treble for Ridgeway Darts in their Division 4 game with Rose Athletic. Adam Taylor completing the scoring in a 4-1 win with a return game a much tighter affair as the two sides drew 1-0. Dartford Athletic won their first game with Zenst by two goals to nil with the return game ending goalless. Tom Osmond and Harry Burke both scored for Nuevo Club in a 2-all draw with Queen although the first game went in favour of the Queen who won by four goals to nil. Doubles from Alex Reed, Steve Minnell and Jamie Norms set up an 8-2 win for Gravesend Spartans in the John Robinson League Cup A tie against Fabina. Also on target was Nat Hain and Joe Winston with Annie Drymott and Sonny Puna replying for Fabina. That's all for this week. We'll be back with more news next week. Hello everyone and welcome to the Southern Sunday Football League section of All Around the Leagues. This week I'll be bringing you all the results from every team that plays in the Southern Sunday Football League from Wednesday the 14th of April because there were a couple of midweek games. There was even a Saturday game. So let's get straight into it then. On the 14th of April, Hatcham played AFC Ballam. That game finished Hatcham 4 AFC Ballon won. That game was a London FA Sunday Challenge Cup second round game. On Thursday the 15th of April in a London FA Sunday Junior Cup third round, FC Forza Greenwich beat Vale County by three goals to two. On Saturday the 17th of April, The Gun Pub beat Wimbledon Wolves by two goals to one and that was a London FA Sunday Junior Cup third round match. That concludes the midweek games. Now let's get on to Sunday the 18th of April. In the London FA Sunday Challenge Trophy third round, ourselves, Sporting Continental, were away to Blackheath FC and we beat them by six goals to nil. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can see the highlights of that game on Friday at midday. Uh, Give us a like, leave a comment, let us know what you think of the videos. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. In the London FA Sunday Junior Cup third round, the game between Pro Panthers FC and Merton Athletic was postponed. Not too sure the reason yet. Let's move on now to the Marcus Lipton Cup third round. FC Poplar Rovers lost by two goals to one to Bath Old Boys United. In the Marcus Lipton Cup fourth round, Putney Pacers beat AFC Ballon by two goals to nil. Sporting Crabs beat Vale County by three goals to nil. Westminster Wanderers Reserve and Southside United uh, played out a 0-0 draw, that game going to penalties, and Southside United won that game by five goals to four. We now take on Southside United in the quarterfinals. 
on Sunday coming now, the 25th of April. Let's move on to the Frank Blunston Cup. Second round, Clapham Rovers and Westminster Wanderers played out a 2-2 draw. Uh, that game also going to penalties and Westminster Wanderers coming out victorious by four goals to three. In the Ken Bailey second round, Junction Elite's first team beat Atletico Buble by four goals to nil. In the Ken Bailey Cup quarterfinals, Barking Mad lost by three goals to two to Kudos Athletic. London Ravens' first team uh, beat Q Antigua by three goals to one. Moving on now to the Donovan Thomas Cup second round, Dara's first team drew 1-1 with Q Antigua's B team. That game went to penalties and astonishingly, that game finished 11-10 to in Dara's favour. Dara winning that, that game by 11 goes to, to 10, obviously, on penalties. In the Donovan Thomas Cup quarterfinals, Harbert Rovers beat Top Deck FC by three goals to two. In the Graham Rodbush Shield quarterfinals, Newlands beat Lambeth All-Stars Reserves by four goals to one. In the Graham Rodbush Shield semi-final, Real El Madrid lost by four goals to two to Painters Community. Congratulations to Painters Community getting to the um, cup final there on the great Graham Rodbush Shield. In the Brian Howard President's Cup second round, the game between Blase Ballers and South City FC was postponed. Moving on to the Dylan Rigobert Trophy, Group A. London Ravens B team lost by four goals to one to Tooting Celtic. And Olympic Mayonnaise lost by seven goals to one to ACT Arantes United. In the Dylan Rigobert Trophy Group B, Parklife B got a home walkover against Summerstown Casuals. Southwest Athletic lost by seven goals to nil to AFC Putney's first team. In Group C, Victoria Line Velocity lost by three goals to nil at home to Rosendale Sports. In Group D, Junction Elite's fourth team put three goals against Modern Rangers and Modern Rangers scored one, that game finishing 3-1. In Group E, Real Dundonald beat Earlsfield away by three goals to one. Group F, St. Matthew's Project beat Ballon Badgers by two goals to one. In Group G, Syndicate FC lost by four goals to nil to Locomotive Wimbledon. In Group H, West Norwood came out 6-0 winners against Junction Elite's third team. So that's it for us from the Southern Sunday. Nice, short and sweet. Um, as always, if you haven't already, check out Sporting Continental's YouTube channel. Just search us up on Google, we will come up. Or search us up on YouTube, we will come up. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Give us a like, leave a comment on some of the videos. Give us some feedback. That's it for me. I'm out and I will see you guys next week. Welcome to the first Watford Sunday League podcast since the resumption of football at the beginning of April. The Watford Sunday League, when football resumed, uh, decided that due to the high number of games, problems with pitch availability and a short extension to the season, 
that the normal season and league fixtures could not resume and therefore they were all voided. However, because a large number of our clubs wished to continue playing football, we decided to set up two cup competitions. We set up the uh, Invitation Cup, which covers clubs that are currently in our Premier Division and Division 1, and the Junior Cup for clubs in Divisions 2 and 3. The idea is that uh, these competitions will be played initially on a group basis. Um, in the Invitation Cup, there's two groups of seven, and in the Junior Cup, four groups of six, um, each team playing each other once, with, in the Invitation Cup, the top four clubs in each group qualifying for knockout quarterfinals onwards, and in the Junior Cup, top two clubs in each uh, Mini league um, qualifying for the quarterfinal knockouts. We started with fixtures firstly on uh, on the fourth of April, um, but today we're going to concentrate on those fixtures played most recently, which was on Sunday the eighteenth of April. In the Invitation Cup Group B. The group game between the two sides tipped to win the whole competition, Sun Sports Athletic and Oakview, produced a narrow 3-2 win for the visitors, giving them maximum points from their first two games. Some went ahead in the first half with a goal scored by Frankie Henley, but Oakview equalised before the break when Lee Armit raced onto a ball over the top of the Sun defence from Bradley Watkins. In the second half, Watkins himself gave Oakview the lead from the penalty spot, which was followed shortly by a third goal when Johnny McCreechy volleyed in a Lewis Putman corner. Sun made it a nervy final few minutes for Oakview when Frankie Henley scored his second of the game, but despite heavy pressure, they couldn't find an equaliser. In the other game in the group, between Evergreen and St Joseph's, this ended in a goalless draw. St Joseph's had the better of the first half, with Robert Byron going close, and Evergreen having the better of the second half. And they had St Joseph's keeper, Malin Davis, to thank for two late saves, which prevented Evergreen snatching the win. The other clubs in the competition, uh, Everett Rovers Reed, have actually withdrawn from the Invitation Cup, so their game with North Watford was off, and uh, Fox and Stone didn't have a match. Um, with Everett Rovers Reed withdrawing, and, un and having only played one game, their record and results have been expunged. In the Invitation Cup Group A, this group looks wide open, with, after this week's results, just three points separating five of the seven teams. Railway Arms made it two wins from two games as they defeated Rifle Volunteer 2-1 in a derby match. 
After a goalless first half, Rifle went ahead early in the second half when a mishit shot from Andy Lomas found its way through to Gary Froy, who made no mistake. Railway fought back and Rifle couldn't withstand the pressure when Marcus Rivers tapped home a rebound from Charlie Wharton's shot. And then he finished off a neat move involving Harry Bradford to give his side a good start in the group. Langley Cricket Club bounced back from last week's heavy defeat to beat Bushy Rangers 3-1 and give them two wins from three games. Bushy started with just 10 men and found themselves two down by the break, Lenny Farhall and Dan Byron netting for Langleybury. The second half saw Bushy up to the full 11 players and that gave them a boost as Olawaya Salami scored a penalty 21 minutes into the half. But after missing several good chances, Langleybury wrapped up the win 10 minutes from the end, just Binks scoring the goal. A second-half penalty converted by Joe Mortimer was enough to give Casby Rangers victory over AFC Leesden in the other game. In the Junior Cup, Group A, Woodside Wanderers lead the group with two wins and three games after a second straight win 2-1 over King George. Woodside went ahead through Gary Wicks before being peg-backed with 20 minutes to go thanks to a goal from Callan Harbour. With three minutes left and the game heading for a draw, Lewis Birch hit a hopeful cross into the box only to see it sail over everyone and into the net. Inter also have two wins from three games as they came back from a goal down to beat South Hearts 2-1. Marcus Junior Limar put South Hearts ahead but a spirited fight back and goals from Chris Dead and James Oldham gave them the victory. In the Junior Cup Group B, Watford Town beat ACS Milan 2-1 and they remain unbeaten with seven points from their three games. Nathan Nottage, who produced a man-of-the-match performance scoring one of the goals, and Alex Nottage with the other. Tom Harris netted the ACS goal. Chalfon Saints beat Sparta Phoenix 2-0. A 30-yard strike from Liam Hennessy opened the scoring and then a side volley from Tom Mack for the second was to give Saints their first win. Watford Sports had a 4-2 victory over Watford Athletic which takes them into second place in the group. Zach McMillan and Joe Blagden both scored braces for sports, with Liam Craig doing the same for Athletic. In the Junior Cup Group C, Hertfordshire Eagles' fine start to the competition continued with a 4-1 win over ERFC. Charlie Kimpton, Ed Rogers, Evan King and Jake Hatherell with the goals for Hertfordshire Eagles and Andre Federico replying with the ER goal. 
St Mary's Harefield are in second spot after they won a seven-goal thriller against FC Metropolitan Hearts. Cole Swan scored a double with Billy Thornhill and Harry Fulbrook, the other two goals for St Mary's, and Rob Gradwell also scoring twice for FC Metropolitan Hearts, with Tom McGuinness adding the other. FC Woodside beat West Hearts 4-2 with just the bare 11 men. Aaron Eager gave West Hearts an early league before Luke Dolan equalised. Ryan Perkins scored a fine solo goal to put Woodside ahead before Anthony Mailer levelled the scores. Callum Haley restored the lead with a shot into the bottom corner before Joe Fox finished the scoring with a run down the right side before cutting in and sliding home from a tight angle to complete the Woodside win. In Group D, Ricky Arce beat Donbar 4-1 after holding firm to an early succession of corners from Donbar. They scored four goals in quick succession with Alex Ungaru netting a hat-trick and Ebenezer SAM netting the other. Scott Kilban scored a late consolation for Donbar. In the other game, a single goal from Connor Chapman for soccer was enough to beat WD. However, they still topped the group table. Finally, in the Middlesex County Cup, Batchworth travelled to AFC Heathrow. Uh, however, they lost 4-2 their goals coming from Alex Hollis and John Robertson. That's it for this week's podcast. Next week, we'll review all the games and give you an update on the current uh, situation with the group tables. Thanks very much. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.